You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, Happy New Year. Somehow, some way, we have survived and made it to 2021. And I cannot remember a year that we collectively, as a society, have been more ready to put into the past than 2020. So let's start off this new year on the right foot with a Football Friday game preview, and hopefully that leads us into the Tennessee Titans starting off this year on the right foot with a victory and an AFC South division title. And on today's Locked on Titans podcast, I'm going to tell you guys exactly how the Titans will be able to do that. We are going to start off the show with my keys to victory, going to keep it simple, stupid, in today's podcast as the Titans take on a Texans team that they are much better than. So keeping it simple for you guys today, only two keys to victory, one on offense and then one on defense. Then we're going to zoom in a little bit from my bigger picture keys to victory and talk about the individual players to watch, what matchups are going to determine the outcome in this game. So I got two for you on the offensive side of the ball and two for you on the defensive side of the ball. And remember, the theme for the day is keep it simple, stupid. And then we are going to finish off this Locked on Titans Football Friday game preview with a little bit of fun, as we always do. We're going to talk about fantasy, and I know a lot of you guys are done with your season-long fantasy leagues, so we're going to talk about daily fantasy options as those competitions heat up here into the playoffs. And since we're talking about fantasy in my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy preview, also going to give you guys the final update on the 2020 Locked on Titans Fantasy Football League. We do, in fact, have a champion, and unfortunately, it is not your host. So we're going to talk about that, and then we will also talk about the gambling aspect of this game and keeping it plus 100. I will tell you guys what the spread is, what the over-under is, and how I might play this game if I wanted to put a little skin in the game by using promo code Locked On at betonline.ag. And then, of course, I'll give you my game and score prediction. And since it is the first of the year, we will cap off today's show with a quick New Year's resolution for your Tennessee Titans and for your host, Tyler Rowland. So exciting to dive into a new year with a Football Friday game preview, Locked on Titans. Let's get it. Before we dive into this game preview and get into my big picture keys to victory, I want to take a moment and remind you guys that I'm going to be pumping out Monday through Friday content through the playoffs and in the offseason. That's right, Monday through Friday, you can get your daily Tennessee Titans podcast here on the Locked On Titans podcast, even through the offseason. And I have a lot of great stuff planned for you guys coming up, not only in the offseason, but also into next regular season as well. Remember, I do a ton of film breakdowns on the show, talking draft, talking free agency. Also going to keep you guys up to date on all of the news and notes and all the crazy moves that come in the offseason. Like I mentioned, free agent signings could have some trades for the Titans. There are 
fifth-year options to pick up and talk about. There's cap space to talk about. There's so much that's going to be going on in the future. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream so you don't miss any of that content that I will be pumping out once again Monday through Friday the entire year long. So with that kind of housekeeping stuff out of the way, let's dive into this game preview. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, the theme for the day is keep it simple, stupid. The Titans are 10 and 5 on the season. The Houston Texans are 4 and 11. Although the Titans' defense is bad, the Titans are a superior team to the Houston Texans, and the Texans are even worse now than they were when the Titans played them in a close game earlier in the year in Week 6. So there's no reason that the Titans shouldn't be able to handle their business in this game despite being on the road, and despite the fact that Houston has one of the top four quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion, and Deshaun Watson. So keep it simple, Titans, and get this victory and get your first division title since 2008. Get that home playoff game that you have been talking about since last offseason. And how are the Titans going to do that? On the offensive side of the ball, no secrets here. Uh, No surprises either. Run the dang ball. Last time the Titans played the Texans, Derrick Henry went for 22 carries, 212 yards, and two touchdowns. Not only that, Jeremy McNichols went for five carries for 51 yards, so a 10-yard per carry average for Jeremy McNichols. Darrington Evans should do more damage than McNichols. He's a more explosive runner. So the Titans don't even need Derrick Henry to do all of the damage. I know that everyone wants him to get to that 233 for the 2,000-yard season, but the Titans don't even need Derrick Derrick Henry to do all of that. He can come out, have his, and I say typical, how blessed we are, typical 150-yard performance, and let Darrington Evans run wild on these guys as well. The Texans, it's not just the Titans can run the ball on the Texans. The Texans get run on by everyone. They're the second worst run defense in the NFL this year, 151 yards per game allowed. The Titans need to keep it simple, do the same thing they did against the Texans last time when they scored 42 points. We need a lot of heavy tight end personnel, run Derrick Henry. Henry, this defense can't stop a nosebleed. We heard that from John on the lo- from the Locked On Texans podcast in our crossover Thursday conversation. So it, it's no secret, it's no surprise. The Titans need to keep it simple on offense and run the ball. And then on the defensive side of the ball, remember I said I only had two keys to victory because the Titans need to keep it simple. The Titans, of course, need to mix up some coverages. You can't play the same coverage over and over and over again every single down against a guy like Deshaun Watson. He'll eat you alive. But the Titans do need to focus primarily on playing man coverage and rushing five. They got to bring some pressure on Deshaun Watson, and and here's why. Let's take a look at Deshaun Watson's advanced stats considering when he's under pressure. So first... Look at his offensive grade per pro football focus under pressure, 74.8. When there's no pressure, it's a 94.4. When he's not blitzed, it's a 91.1. So a big drop there, a big drop, 20 to 17% drop in his, his offensive grade when he's under pressure. Also, 
You look, he's got four interceptions when he's under pressure this year out of his t- six interceptions overall. He was under pressure on 10 of those. He's only got 10 inter- or ten touchdowns out of his 30 when he's under pressure. His yards per attempt drops to 8.1 under pressure instead of 9.1 when he's not under pressure. He's had 3,382 yards this year with no pressure, only 1,076 with pressure. His completion percentage drops 25% from 76% to 51%. So the Titans have to find a way to get pressure on Deshaun Watson. And since we know that they cannot do that with only four down linemen in a traditional pass rush or using traditional stunts and twists, that means they have to blitz. They can't sit back and let Deshaun Watson rip them apart like he did in week six, sitting back in zone, like they did with Aaron Rodgers last week. They just can't allow that to happen. I know they're worried about their coverage unit, but... We've seen the lack of success that the Titans have had by sitting back in coverage and not bringing pressure. So they have to do something else. And the formula for them to try and make a Super Bowl run, if they can get into the playoffs in this game, is to be a team that blitzes with five, blitzes with six, brings these pressures off the edges, and plays man coverage, and mixes in some zone coverage when you expect it the least. So the Titans have to have that game plan. Of course, they have to mix in cover two and cover four. I want them to stay away from cover three. They haven't had a lot of success with cover three this season. They got roasted by the Packers in cover three early on last week. So I want to see them mix in cover two and cover four, of course, but the Titans need to focus primarily on finding success as a, as a man coverage football team that can bring five in a blitz and try to get some pressure on Deshaun Watson. So that's what the Titans need to try to get better at, but it's also what's had success against Deshaun Watson. And then, like I mentioned, overall, just my general thought here is keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple. Simple Titans, you're the better football team. You can't lose this game to a Houston Texans team that's four and eleven with nothing to play for. So uh, I, I just have to have to see a good game plan from the Titans this week compared to what we saw last week. And it's not only it's not just about winning this game and beating the Texans and securing your division title. It's also about not losing this game to a team that you're better than and putting yourself in a position where you need help to get into the playoffs. We are going to talk more about the help that the Titans may need to get into the playoffs later on in the show. I will remind you of that. But before we get into that fun, miscellaneous ending segment of our show with fantasy, gambling, score, game prediction, all the other items that we get to, we got to zoom in our focus and our game preview and talk about the individual matchups that are going to decide this game for the Tennessee Titans. We talked about my keys to victory, the big picture keys to victory to start off today's show. The Titans need to run the ball and go with their heavy tight end personnel that they've had success with all year long. They also, on the defensive side of the ball, need to find a way to have success playing man coverage and bringing five players in the rush to get pressure on Deshaun Watson. He's significantly worse this year under pressure as compared to when he has no pressure and 
of course, last time the Titans played the Texans, they did not blitz a lot, and Watson went for 335 yards and four touchdowns. So the Titans need to find a way to get pressure on Watson by bringing five and playing man coverage. Of course, mix up your coverages, but that needs to be where the success comes from. But inside those big picture takeaways are individual matchups that will determine whether the Titans can be successful in those areas. And as we did in our first segment, let's start on the offensive side of the ball. And number one, it's the Titans' interior offensive line against Zach Cunningham, the inside linebacker of the Houston Texans, number 41. So Cunningham leads the NFL right now in tackles. He has 151 tackles on the season, just a machine flying sideline to sideline, constantly making plays, and specifically in run defense where he excels. He's much better in run defense than he is in pass coverage. He's the 11th best linebacker in run defense per pro football focus this year with a 70.2 grade. So the Titans' interior offensive line of Roger Saffold, Nate Davis, and Ben Jones will need to have a good day getting up to the second level and taking care of Cunningham. Right now, Roger Saffold is the 15th best guard in the NFL per pro football focus, and Nate Davis is 17th. So that's a pretty solid combo. The Titans' interior offensive line has been the core of their unit all year, and Ben Jones, even better than those two, the 5th highest ranked center in the NFL per pro football focus in offensive grade. So those three guys, what they're going to have to do is the Titans run that outside zone scheme, that inside zone scheme. And what that usually entails is the center and one of the guards, whether it's going to the right side, whether it's going to the left side, whether the defensive lineman is going to be on Ben Jones's right shoulder, which is next to Nate Davis, and the Titans are going left or the Titans are going right, whether the defensive tackle is going to be on Ben Jones's left shoulder and they're going to be going to the right or the left. It doesn't matter. A lot of what the Titans do entails a combo block between one of the guards and then Ben Jones. And I've talked about this throughout the year, throughout the last two years, but a combo block is a block that starts out as a double team, but then once the, I guess once the goal is accomplished to a point, then one of the offensive linemen moves on to another assignment. And imagine a a nose tackle right on Ben Jones's right shoulder, and the Titans are running to the right-hand side. So a combo block in this instance would be Nate Davis and Ben Jones fire out. They both hit that defensive tackle who's on Ben Jones's outside shoulder, and what that allows is it allows Ben Jones to get in front of that nose tackle despite him having the advantage and being on his outside shoulder. So basically, Nate Davis tries to slow down that defensive tackle, allow Ben Jones to get in front of him to cross his face, and then once the job is done, Nate Davis gets up to the second level and cuts off a flowing linebacker. And now those guys have taken care of two guys but helped each other do it. That is a combo block. So you're going to see a ton of combo block. Well, we've seen a ton of combo blocks. That's a big part of the Titans' offense. But the guards getting up to the second level to to cut off Zach Cunningham before he gets to Derrick Henry, that's going to be a critical, critical juncture in this game every time that takes place. And 
just to let you know, sometimes it's not that simple either. Sometimes it's even more complex and complicated. Sometimes Ben Jones has to be the guy to help Nate Davis. So imagine the Titans are going up against a four-man front. They're running to the left-hand side. The nose tackle is on Ben Jones's right shoulder. So same place as last time, but the Titans are going to the left. Well, here, the roles just switch. Ben Jones is going to try to get in front of that defensive tackle enough to allow Nate Davis to cross his face, get in front of him, and then Ben Jones can work up to the second level and get a backside linebacker. The tackle is going to be taken on the three technique. We're going to see Roger Saffold then work up and get the front side linebacker. But the whole point is, sometimes it's very complicated and it's more difficult than it seems. But the Titans interior offensive line is going to have to win that matchup and cut off Zach Cunningham from getting to Derrick Henry. The next player battle to watch on the offensive side of the ball is David Questenberry at left tackle against J.J. Watt. So on the season, Watt has five sacks, 49 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, and if you remember, one of those forced fumbles came against the Titans in Week 6 and set the Texans up with an easy score inside their 10-yard line once Taylor Lewan got hurt. It was literally like the very next offensive drive after Taylor Lewan tore his ACL. Questenberry gave up the force fumble sack strip by J.J. Watt. So don't want to see a lot of that. We know that it's possible. Watt is the ninth best edge rusher in the NFL per pro football focus this year as well. And Questenberry is not ranked that high at that position, at uh, his position. He's given up three sacks, three quarterback hits, eight hurries on the year. That's 14 total pressures. He has a 64.6 overall grade per pro football focus. That's 55th out of 84 qualified tackles. Uh, he's worse, the worst in pass protection. That's his worst trait. 54.5 grade. That's 71 out of 79 qualified tackles. So obviously that's my big concern is Watt getting pressure on Ryan Tannehill. And then he is better in the run game, but still not one of the better tackles in the league. Not one of the top 32. He's 34th in the NFL in his run blocking grade. So that's a big area of concern. Can Questenberry keep J.J. Watt at bay to let the Titans offense operate as usual? And that's why I said running the ball is so important because you need to limit the opportunities that Watt has to go against Quest one-on-one. On the defensive side of the ball, it's even more simple than that. Adoree Jackson against Brandon Cooks. So the Houston Texans don't have a lot in their offensive weaponry that scares me, quite frankly. You got obviously, obviously, uh, Brandon Cooks is a is a pretty solid player. That that he's been a solid player in his time in the NFL. He's got a ton of speed. Um, that's why it's important to put Adoree Jackson on him, even though Adoree got roasted last week. He's the best option to put on Brandon Cooks with this speed, and it'll be a better warm-up for Adoree than Devontae Adams, who just shredded him to pieces and probably would have shredded him to pieces even if Adoree was healthy. So this is a much better warm-up to allow Adoree to get ready for the playoffs, and Brandon Cooks is obviously their best weapon left. 70 catches, 984 yards on the year, four touchdowns, so that's my big concern. Put Malcolm Butler on Chad Hansen. Who cares? Put Desmond King. Put Christian Fulton. I would activate him in this game, Ty Smith dealing with injury, and let's see Fulton over Ty Smith anyway. Put Fulton or Desmond King in the slot on Kiki Kuti, uh, put the safeties on Jordan Akins. I'm not worried about those guys, not worried as much about the run game with David Johnson either. So 
All that really matters here for me is Adoree Jackson against Brandon Cooks. Adoree's got to win that matchup, get some confidence going for the playoffs. And then the other big matchup to watch here is Kevin Byard against Deshaun Watson. I talked about the Titans playing man coverage and blitzing. And I think in that equation, Kevin Byard is going to be your robber man. He's going to be your zone guy who's covering the middle of the field and winning that matchup against Deshaun Watson when Deshaun Watson's got pressure on him, whether that be Watson scrambling out of the pocket and trying to go make a play with his legs or whether that be him looking over the middle, looking for his tight ends, looking for those crossing routes down the field with Brandon Cooks. Kevin Byard has to be the one to take that away. Uh, He had one of his best performances of the season in coverage last week. The last two weeks against the Packers and against the Lions, he's had two of his best four coverage performances on the season. So Kevin Byard's kind of rounding in the form here in a perfect time. Also, just a prediction for you, as I said on the crossover Thursday pod, I think Kevin Byard finds a way to get an interception in this game late and make a big play for the Titans. I like seeing Kevin Byard get back to his old self here at the end of the year. That would be big for them. So the Titans need to have that success in the run game. They need to have that success playing man coverage against the Texans. They're going to do that by the interior offensive line of the Titans having success against Zach Cunningham, the linebacker for the Texans. Questenberry not getting absolutely destroyed by J.J. Watt on the edge. And then on defense, Adoree Jackson finding a way to cover Brandon Cooks and taking away Deshaun Watson's only true weapon. And Kevin Byard winning that one-on-one matchup with Deshaun Watson. Enough, enough for the Titans to win this game. So that covers my big picture keys to victory. That covers my individual matchups to watch. We are going to move forward into the miscellaneous section of this game preview football Friday. Going to talk fantasy, going to talk gambling, game and score prediction. Also going to give you my Tennessee Titans and my Tyler Rowland New Year's resolution. Well, Titans fans, let's round out this first Locked on Titans podcast of 2021, a Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Having a little bit of fun here, so let's start off with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview and rather than talking players and matchups and daily and season long I want to give you guys an update, the final update of the inaugural Locked on Titans Fantasy Football League. We had the championship and in an upset, a big time upset, Kevin Sheshventer is the champion. Kesej, as I affectionately call him. Congratulations, Kevin. You are the winner of the first ever Locked on Titans Fantasy Football League. I will have Kevin on sometime in the offseason, probably February or March. Have him on the show for a day to be my co-host, get his thoughts on different things, Tennessee Titans, uh, talking about the Fantasy League, whatever we want to get into, we will. So I'm excited to have Kevin on later on in the offseason to to talk about his championship and and to talk some Tennessee Titans. Going to be doing this again next season and the intro or the entry 
Two this year, uh, I had you guys take advantage of Rock Auto, our sponsorship, at the time. So I'm sure I will have something like that, whether it be a charity donation or taking advantage of a sponsorship here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Something like that will uh, will get you into next year's league. I already have two people who qualified uh, that are going to be in, but that leaves about nine open spots. Might even have to expand to 14 spots to give 13 of you guys an opportunity to play against me, but not a very good showing. For your host, I finished last in the league. I had a good little run in the middle of the season, but wasn't enough to overcome my my really bad start. But uh, speaking of that championship, back to the winners here, not me as one of the big losers. Uh, a crazy season from Keenan Jones. I mean, it was a big upset for, for this reason. Keenan had been dominating all season long. I mean, his team was miraculous. He was 12-1 in the regular season, so it was a big shock to to see Kevin upset Keenan in the championship. Kevin's team was led by Josh Allen, uh, that big week by David Johnson at the end. Jonathan Taylor, who ended up being a league winner after having a mediocre beginning of the year. Uh, Marvin Jones for the Lions really kicked it in after Kenny Galladay was uh, sat basically for the entire rest of the season. Brandon Cook, so the Will Fuller injury really propped up Kevin's team. He had Antonio Gibson, so a great pickup there for him. Keenan's team was nasty, though. DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, Jalen Hurts, uh, DK Metcalf, Stephon Diggs, Darren Waller, Mike Williams. I mean, Keenan Allen would have been playing as well. Jarvis Landry would have been playing as well. I mean, what a squad. Uh, Just a crazy upset, but that's why they play the game. So uh, a really great time playing fantasy with you guys and hopefully going to be able to continue to do that every year that I am your host here on the Locked on Titans podcast. As for the fantasy that will be played this weekend. I know daily fantasy really heats up here at the end of the year and in the playoffs. I love playing daily after season long is over. Just play them all. Play them all. I'm, I, I don't got to be a fantasy guru. Don't, don't got to get Matthew Barry on the show, Joe Dolan on the show, Evan Silva. No, we're good. Just play them all. Play Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, uh, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis is going to get back on track, Jonu Smith, Anthony Ferkser. I'm even considering Darrington Evans as a possible very, very inexpensive flex if I just stack out the rest of my lineup. I mean, just play them all. Play them all. That's, that's all that really matters in this matchup. Should be a ton of points for the Titans, whether they win or they lose. Uh, Going to get into the gambling aspect of things right now. So let's take a look at what the, what the line is presented by betonline.ag. Looks like the Titans are seven and a half point favorites in this matchup. So if you feel comfortable betting the Tennessee Titans at that seven and a half number, make sure that you use promo code locked on at betonline.ag and get your 50% welcome bonus. So they'll give you an extra bonus. If you deposit a hundred dollars, they'll give you an extra 50 bucks. See what I mean? So take advantage of free money and get on there right in time for the playoffs, the bowl games, uh, NBA season started back up. It's always a good time to put a little extra skin in the game. The over and under is looking at 56 and a half in this game. So to give you, I guess, my advice. Seven and a half is a scary number. You hate seven and a half. You hate three and a half just because of how often, you know, games finish with those margins. Uh, 
I feel pretty good about the Titans in this game, but I also worry about the defense. And with that defense in the back of my head, I, I couldn't possibly feel confident in the Titans minus seven and a half. It, if it was less than seven, I would take a chance on it. But seven and a half, I, I just simply can't give the Texans uh, more than a touchdown in terms of an advantage putting my money down. Now, the 56 and a half over under that you probably feel pretty confident going over. So imagine if you could do a little teaser here, get the Titans down to minus one and a half, get that over under down to 50 and a half, and then play that. I think that would be a slam dunk. So you could do that as well on betonline.ag. So that that's probably how I would play it. I'd stay away from the, uh, from the spread, seven and a half Titans favorites, I would tease it down. I'd probably play the over on the over-under just as it sits right now, but would also love to tease that down some more. Uh, So that's how I kind of see things there. Continuing to move forward, though, we talked fantasy, we talked gambling, and it's time for me to give you my game and score prediction. And I feel pretty confident about what I said on the Crossover Thursday pod yesterday. I am going to go Titans 38-33. to I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, Titans are going to need to keep scoring throughout. Uh, They have to find a way to stay away from turnovers and making mistakes. Play clean. Don't beat yourselves against a bad team, just like I said against Jacksonville, and and bring this one home. Win the division. 38-33. to That's what I think happens. Now... Let's talk about the playoff scenarios for the Titans. Going to remind you guys of those before we head off into the weekend because I want my prediction to be true and the Titans to win the game and win the division, but it's possible that does not happen. The defense is really that bad. So first off, obviously, if the Titans win, they win the division, they're in, no questions asked. If the Colts lose... Then the Titans win the division, no questions asked, no matter what happens in the Titans game, because even if they finish with the same record, the Titans would then have a better division record than the Colts. The Colts would be 3-3, three and three, I do believe. Yes, they would be 3-3, three and three, and the Titans would be 4-2 and two in the division, so the Titans would win the division record if they lose and the Colts lose. But if the Titans lose, the Colts win... Now the Titans don't win the division, and they'll be fighting for a wild card spot. So let's assume that. Let's assume the Titans lose, and the Colts win. Then the Titans would need either the Ravens or the Dolphins to lose their game. One of them would have to lose. Because if the Colts win, the Titans lose, the Ravens win, and the Dolphins win, the Titans are out. The Titans could still be out of the playoffs. It's crazy. It's crazy. But if either Miami or the Ravens lose, the Titans are in no matter what. They're clinched. So the Titans could know by the time they play that they are clinched a playoff spot. They could, know, they should know that one way or another, whether or not they've clinched a playoff spot before they kick off. They'll know. So it'll be very interesting to watch how the Titans play this game if they know they clinch a spot how much they care about winning the division title. Uh, We'll see how things play out. That'll be interesting to monitor throughout the day. Do want to tell you guys, though, do want to remind you here that the Ravens will be going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, who may have won last week, but are certainly underdogs, 12.5-point underdogs to the Baltimore Ravens. And then Miami takes on Buffalo. Now, Buffalo probably going to be sitting some people. Their spot is pretty much secured. 
Could sit some people, could not sit some people. We'll see. But Buffalo is still a three-point favorite in this game. But, man, Baltimore and Miami have a great chance of both winning their games. They certainly do. And, and the Colts, as we know, are playing the Jags, who are sitting everyone. They have everything locked up. They have the number one pick. They have Trevor Lawrence. Shark, Shark isn't playing. Robinson isn't playing. They're playing Glennon. I mean, the Colts are going to win that game. So, uh, Titans are going to have to win, basically, in my opinion. Titans are going to have to win that game to get in. So, we will see. But let's quickly finish off today's show with the Titans' New Year's resolution and my New Year's resolution. And I'll do mine first. My New Year's resolution is to just do more. I'm looking at avenues to get into writing articles, uh, to get, you know... um, worked in with uh, something that already exists or, or maybe going out on my own to write articles. I have a YouTube channel that I've already set aside. I'm squatting on it, trying to get things up and going so I can do longer form videos for you guys. The two minutes and 20 seconds that I'm limited to on, on Twitter uh, is frustrating sometimes when I have things that are more complicated. You guys know how wordy I am too. So I want to try to do more long-form schematic breakdowns for you guys. Maybe do like a an all-22 complete film breakdown of, of schematically what took place in games. A five-minute, seven-minute video each week uh, on offense or defense, player spotlights. I just want to do more. I want to do more. Uh, I want to be more of a content hub for you guys. You can get your written analysis. You can get your film work. You can get your audio you know, analysis with the podcast. So working on a YouTube channel, working on getting a place to write, to do some articles. That's my one true love. I love talking, but I love writing. Um, you know, so I just want to do more for you guys, be better. And, uh, I appreciate all of your support all the time. I really do. It means a lot to me. And then for the Titans, simple, find a freaking pass rush, whether it's firing Shane Bowen, whether it's firing every defensive coach you got and hiring all outside linebacker coaches, whether it's drafting every single pick you have in the draft, whether it's putting every dollar you have in free agency to the position, I don't care. The Titans better have a pass rush next year. It has been a plague on the John Robinson era of Titans football the entire time. Five years, no pass rush. Nothing. Players haven't gotten better. The personnel hasn't gotten better. The scheme hasn't been more beneficial to help. The coaching, the GM, the players, everything, failure in the pass rush. So the Titans have to do better. That's the only thing they should care about going forward. But that's going to do it for me today. Lord, this was a jam-packed holiday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Gave you my keys to victory. Gave you my players to watch. Fantasy. Fantasy league update. Gambling. Score and game prediction. Playoff scenarios. New Year's resolutions. What else could you want, folks? I hope you have a safe an enjoyable holiday weekend. I hope the Titans make it to the playoffs. I hope you have a much better 2021 than we had a 2020. And I hope that you're back on Monday to the Locked On Titans podcast. Subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.